Hello, everyone, and welcome to Banter. We are back after a two and a half year hiatus, I believe. Two and, and a half years? Yes, it's been that long. And we are excited to be back. We have our regular initial co-hosts, Rohan Anand and Matt Gregg. And then we were joined by Timmy Patricio out here in Chicago in 2020. And then we also brought in another one. We decided to go even more polyamorous. And so we have a fourth named Jonathan Marquez <laughs> joining us today for our special Pride episode. Jonathan, hello. Hello, happy to be here. Cool. So everyone, happy Pride Month. Jimmy, happy Pride. Matt, happy Pride. Jonathan, happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, everybody. It's also Timmy's birthday month, too. So happy early birthday to Timmy. The city of Chicago is throwing me a parade for my birthday once again. And they've done that every year since well, before Timmy was born. Not every year. But this year, it's like exactly on my birthday. On the 25th. Yes. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Which is super exciting. Does that make you Sagittarius? Yeah. Sagittarius? Sagittarius? No. Had to tear your ass apart. Yes, definitely with the way you're looking lately. But yeah, no cancer. <laughs> yeah, no, just put on some sunscreen, honey. It'll be okay. I'm uh, custom <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds about or, or yes. cancer. Is it cancer? Cancer on the cusp of Leo. Yeah, <clears throat> something like that. Oh my That's God. why I have the uh, the lion uh -oh. on the left side. Yeah. Tattoo for those of us who can't obviously see uh, the recording studio that we're in, which, by the way, is a very highly technical uh, a Zoom call. So, you know, banter, even though we did our lovely Indiegogo Kickstarter campaign several years ago, back when Matt and I were in grad school and got all this fancy equipment, here we are several years later grasping at straws or whatever we can just because we love each other so much and we just want to banter. We started this five years ago. Yeah. And he has, he has this fancy wine glass here. So what we're going to do is we're going to jump into our Pride episode. We haven't done one of these before, even though I think in banter, we've talked about LGBTQ topics. We've talked about artists. I actually went down memory lane the other day and listened to the most recent podcast that we had, which was between Timmy, Matt, and myself talking about the 90s. And that was super neat. I think we went down a rabbit hole about Corona, not coronavirus, but Corona, the actual artist, and about other artists like Ace of Base and Eurythmics from the 80s. And so there's a of modern dance. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what we can do is we can make an entire podcast series about pride and music. So what we'll do is we'll just kind of start off at a high level. And what I'm going to ask me and Jonathan and then maybe Matt even, what song did you listen to that made you realize you were gay or queer? Or queer, Jason. What right. song outed you? You have to ask. <laughs> uh, I was literally thinking about this yesterday. Let me just do a little. Why are you frozen? Vogue. Tectopose. Oh my goodness. Yes, I'm that old. To me. <laughs> no, I I think that that is super neat because Vogue is very well referenced in the tv series pose for those yeah. who watched it mm -hmm. and i didn't even know that song until i was older yes. um Absolutely. so madonna wow was madonna vogue and of course right that summer she released the uh the documentary truth or dare which if you have not seen truth or dare if you're gay you have to watch it it's it's, it's a great musical documentary to begin with but as far as if we're talking pride and gay rights and stuff, um, you know, Madonna was a pioneer 
back in the 80s of, uh, you know, gay and trans rights. And when you see this documentary, you really see it. And when I, you know, Vogue was amazing, but I would say the companion is the Truth or Dare documentary. And you, if, if you, if you, you want to know where the inception of modern gay rights in the United States today is, and other countries, Australia, Canada, um, it's with Madonna, it's the late 80s. And truth, you got to watch Truth or Dare. You'll understand what I'm talking about if you watch that movie. Noted. Amazing, yes. Noted. And they have a scene and from yeah. actually a gay pride parade in New York when she was in New York at Madison Square Garden with the Blonde Ambition Tour. Um, and they talk about gay pride and, and, and what it meant. And, and um, you can see how strong of an advocate she was even way back in the 80s. Yeah, I love that. Oh I'm so seeing her in September. I knew. I'm so excited. You know, when I watched the video, you know, aside from Chris Isaac Wicked Game, when I watched uh, uh, Vogue, you know, I knew, you know, I had to do that. And that if I was going to do that, I'd have to be gay. I would have loved to be your friend growing up. I, I mean, Kimmy is such a cool, like, person. And it's so multifaceted and just, like, full of life and confidence and, and this, like, fervor. For living and full of malord at the moment, right? Can you imagine like, <laughs> 1990 me like humbling and twink. I was a twink back then. Twink. I was a twink. <laughs> I, was a twink. <laughs> I was a twink up until the early 2000s. I hurt my back and I gained a bunch of weight, and then I wasn't a twink anymore. And now you're a muscle daddy because I don't know if you've seen these biceps lately, but she's been going to the gym. So. <clears throat> Madonna Vogue for Timmy Jonathan. I suppose you're next. You're Puerto Rican by heritage. You live in Texas. You're an American Sign Language interpreter. You're bilingual. What about you? Please don't tell me it was like Britney. He's trilingual. Bilingual. What's your health benefits? <laughs> he's a free. First of all, he's a free pitch baby. <laughs> I, uh, oh, the first song that they made. Uh, honestly, it was Katy Perry. Firework. Firework mm. by Katy Perry. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool music video because when I first heard the song, I think I also, it was one of those rare times where I also saw the music video with it. Mm -hmm. And it had all of these people represented that were of, you know, some sort of not the popular kid look in high school, you know, whether it was the plus size girl wanting to get into her bikini and jump into a pool, or the guy that was interested in another guy and wanted to kiss him. Katy Perry's just out there saying, you know, live your truth and be who you are, which was very different in the late 2000s, uh, or the late aughts, is that what they call them? Like, 2010, 2011, compared to Not 20 the years. Oh my God. Yeah. Compared to like 1990. You're <laughs> getting old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, even Carly Rae Jepsen had this crush in her, her song, Call Me Maybe, who she was using in the music video. And then it turned out he was wanting to give his number to another guy mowing the lawn in that video. So it, it, it's interesting that these queer feminine icons that um, help kind of introduce the conversation topic, but they're also very, you know, 
broadly respected individuals too what what about what about that song like in particular is uh because i i mean i have something special about that song too but i want to hear what uh which is different off off kind of off topic yeah. but, uh what uh what about that song in particular is draws drew you in yeah um i think now like talking about it and thinking about it retrospectively um does have to do with like being who you are but i mean i didn't see that back then and i don't know i was just really really attracted to that the message of that um because growing up i couldn't be that so like that was like huh but still then it was like it's not enough i need to see more representation I need to see, like, something like that to tell me that oh society says For sure, and and the the video, the video, and I think Rohan said it good. Well, then, because the video, the video kind of feels that way as well. So, so it was, you know, good gay you? pride marketing. Well, oh, well, the firework is 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 firework is our song. It was a ho ho nice song. Mm. Ho ho is Timmy's oh, husband. Yeah, what? it's our it's our it's our song. When it comes on, it's you know. Um, we were vacationing. I was vacationing with uh, Bobby and Michael uh, years and years ago. Shout out to Bobby Love. Yeah, yeah. And we were Michael. we were in Puerto Vallarta, and Ho Ho had to had to stay home. And he he sent me a message. He said, "I just heard this new song, and it made me cry because all I could think about was you and me, and our life together." Oh. And here's the video. And he sent the link. And I watched it and it was the first time I it must have just gotten released. And it was the first time I had seen it. And I just thought it immediately captured me. The color, the personality, the uh the representation of of I mean old, young, gay, straight, um, country city. I mean, it's it's a great video for this. It really it's one of those few videos that you know it actually um means something with the song it actually elevates the song yeah it, it's one of those things where it's like if you feel like you're a fringe person right now like you're not you're actually a superstar like and, and lizzo has been carrying that message forward i agree i agree yes um, i agree I had the fortune of going to a lizzo concert uh recently as well as a janet jackson concert um and it's you didn't tell me you went to janet jackson i thought i did what uh, we'll have to talk about that after, at, you know, because <laughs> I, I have my thoughts. At any rate. Uh, uh, what? Good. It wasn't good, huh? tickets. <laughs> Say it. Together again, that's what I'll say. So uh. um, I, I, I'll let Matt go next, because Matt, I, I want to give you a little bit of... Uh, Airplane? Yeah, <laughs> air guitar. Um, Matt Everyone is, needs to hear from me. Matt is uh, queer adjacent. Matt's younger bro uh, brother came out, and I feel I like I can out your brother now, if that's okay to you. Um, and uh, Matt has also been one of my closest friends from our grad school program. And so Matt has been uh, basically part of the LGBTQIA community spectrum, et cetera. When he's come up to Chicago, he's gone out with me. Um, he's brought his wife. Uh, essentially, he may even have a lot more 
uh, of a pulse on queer culture and context in some ways than I do. So uh, Matt, I, I want hey. to I want to ask you about um, your queer music associations as well. Uh, I grew up playing piano and I grew up playing Elton John songs. So I mean, it was like Matt's baked in happy. my DNA. Uh, yeah, Elton John. Um, you know, I I just love his music. I love every decade. I love all of his '90s cheesy music, like you know when he was doing Lion King and like mm -hmm. the really cheesy, like super synthy '90s stuff. I I love it, and I just love mm -hmm. how he put himself in the music. I love his story. I love how unapologetic he was um, as a person and still is. Um, you know. I'm sure he would play, probably he would play made his, you would play huh? his music on the piano. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah, what so what I, song when you when somebody says like play some, or you're playing some Elton John like is there like a song that like gives you like goosebumps when you're playing it? Either Benny and the Jets or Tiny Dancer. Those are two two of my favorite songs to play. Two different um, types of songs too. Yeah, I like Benny and the Jets just because it's about you know just like. It's like that rage against the machine, you know, fighting against conservatism with, you know, an older generation and a newer generation. But, you know, just that, you know, we're it's kind of like that little lovey bohem, you know, kind of song, you know, just very like uh, artsy and, you know, everyone gets to be who they want to be. And, you know, fuck the conservative ideology that says we can't be who we are. You know, I, it just it was fun to me. So, yeah, Elton was uh, always and will forever be like my. Uh, like uh, a piano idol, yeah, forevermore. Yeah, I did, and it, yeah, but I was a kid, so I like I didn't I didn't know that I. Yeah. But do you think that it that it also helped like? Uh, yeah, you know, but he has his own story and, and moments and right. things that are important to him. So, you know, I don't want to frame it from what I see, but. No, 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 no. but like more like it, it like, like some of your family does not exist. Yeah, I think so, for sure. Like he was just, you know. It was so close and dear to me. Like I just imagine like wanting to hate your idol because stuff people are born. Like who cares? Yeah, that's, that's because like it just seems so I, foreign to the concept. I just know. Yeah, that's just that's my asking question. I think yeah, because I also grew up around music in the music musical community. You know, is um, just more diverse in nature, and I, you know, it just who cares like who people are sleeping with it's like if the fucking second chair violin doesn't get in tune i'm gonna you know punch him in the <laughs> face you know like i don't care like we're we're once you get yeah. doing music with people like makes you it's so intimate and yeah. and and you have to have so much trust with people like i just can't imagine that getting in the way of it for me personally and yeah. so i grew up baptist and you know i'm I, I had a lot of brainwashing bullshit I had to work through, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it always just felt gross, like having to think about how the church views people's personal lives. It just, uh, 
I'm an atheist now, so I guess <laughs> it all worked out, you know. Well, there, you know, there's a lot of power behind an artist like Elton John. I mean, just look at, I mean, he's as recently as the past year had huge hits. Yeah. Um, and, and again, uh, you know, uh, worked with major artists. And so, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of other people that feel the very same way about his music. Yeah. And look what they've done. I mean, Britney Spears and, um, yeah. And it's songs doing... that I love, like getting to hear Tiny Dancer again and, you know, yeah. getting to hear. Uh, and then other people uh, getting interested in it and it make, gets you excited. Yeah. All yeah. Uh, well, and it's, I'm such a nerd for it because like the Dua Lipa song um, is a mix of the song Sacrifice, which if you yes. listen to it, it sounds nothing like that song. And then it also mixes in Where's the Shura, which is one of my absolute favorite songs on his, my favorite album of his, Blue Moves, which came out in like 1976. I I love oh. Sacrifice. That's one of my favorite Elton John songs. Me too. When it when it got popular again, I was seeing it at karaoke. Remember? I think so. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I just when that got popular, oh, and, and then all of a sudden everybody yeah. knew the song, and it's like that was a huge hit in Europe, but it wasn't much of a hit here. And it's like when it got popular. And didn't it? Did it mix in part of the one too? That's the other favorite. No, like that's a Tiny Dancer one with Britney. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it has like several of his songs, like you know, integrated into those, and it how how they produced it is just it's fascinating. But it, you know, it, fa it really it it fashioned forwards these older artists that um, you know really made a difference. You know, mm -hmm. and and you know to a certain extent, Madonna's even still, you know, although she's gotten a little weird, you know, she's still selling concert tickets and. Yeah. And people still defend her to this day for her gay rights uh, support, and now now her strong support of trans and and uh, um, binary rights. I mean, better than J.K. Rowling. Let's put it that way. Exactly. And and truthfully, I like what you said to me about you know Madonna, even though she's like you know taking hits of poppers, you know, on the stage. Um, well, there's nothing wrong. Oh, with who has it? That's nothing. Excuse us. Oh my God! Did she have a cup of Did she have a cup of coffee after that? Who gives a shit? Caffeine <laughs> and poppers. Fuck I mean, no, bro. Like a cafe with that, you know. Um, it, it, People it, will have two shots of espresso and not blink an eye. But whoa, heaven forbid, we have a smelling salt. Double espresso or Can't double smoking. <laughs> they're both gonna kill yes. my brain but one's just a little more exciting <laughs> i like a little rival dazzle <laughs> if i'm gonna die we'll do, we'll, we'll do the best popper songs to you know to get hit to in, in, in some future episode and madonna yeah for sure like we should do like an episode where we test different brands of poppers but anyway that's the discussion for the future that's the discussion for the future yeah there's um there's so many avenues and <laughs> what about I, you, I really, Ron? <laughs> that again? What's your song? Hmm. Good question. So I was actually thinking about this earlier. Um, so the first time I went to India, it was December 93. And my parents uh, said, we have money to buy two gifts for the three kids. We can use that on the flights. One of them was a Game Boy, and the other one was a Walkman. And with that Walkman came a tape that happened to be Gloria Estefan. And in that tape was 
the song Rhythm's Gonna Get You or alternatively um, another one. Yeah, another one was Get On Your Feet, um, Conga, a few others. And I remember our flight to Frankfurt was delayed and I was just sitting there listening to this music in the airport by myself with my siblings. And I'm like, this is really good music. Um, which may have been a, you know, a harbinger for how I like a, a blend of different music that involves percussion, that involves lyrics, that involves feminine, female uh, identity, that may be multicultural. And so for me, I don't think I realized in that moment that I was queer or gay or anything, but what I think it did do was that it set off this kind of evolution for me where I just continued to delve into that kind of music. And to this day, I, you know, I've, I've kind of gone down my little rabbit holes with different artists like Gloria Estefan, Chiquita, Madonna, Lady Gaga, among others, um, not quite Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, for sure. Um, Taylor Swift's too plastic. She has no gay pride anthems. Sorry. And here's the other thing that I think I should say that is more aligned with queer. Contrary to a lot of opinion, I actually do like circuit music. Circuit party music is very, unfortunately, pots and pans aligned, but what I like is that there's percussion and that there's lyrics. And a lot of the lyrics involve and entail some of these queer artists that are there. And, you know, I just like high energy stuff. That's just who I am. Um, so I think that when I learned that I liked that kind of stuff uh, throughout the 90s, when the pop music continued to evolve, I just continued to lean into that. Um, and then that also extended to Bollywood. It extended to other types of genres. Uh, and <laughs> I've also done some good work on the other side where I try to learn like more calming stuff like smooth jazz and other things. So I, I suppose that that's really it. It started with Gloria Estefan in 93. I mean, who would have thought? <laughs> One, two, three, four. Come on, baby, say you love me. Five, six, seven. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any money to tip you right now. I feel dirty. <laughs> I feel like I need to be bad, paying you. Bad, bad, that was nice. Boys. That was you nice. Feel so good. <laughs> Perfect. That's 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 a quasi pride anthem, right? Oh, there. totally. Mm. It totally is. I I also think that the underdog is totally a representation of a queer icon, the person that you know isn't the you know fucking Brad Paisley or uh, you know a certainly person, not. Yeah, like someone yeah. that basically has to stand for the the weirdos. Queen was like that in many ways. Freddie Mercury was like, "We're here for the for the outsiders," and that's what actually made and allowed Queen to be so popular. No one ever said, "Oh, this, this is that one gay guy with a mustache." Besides me, <laughs> my brothers loved Queen, and 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 yeah, I don't really real think that they realized, you know. Uh, the whole gay, you know, backstory there, but they loved Queen, but they hated gay. You know, it's like, of course they did, and they made sure. Let me ask this: What do you think this? What do you think creates like an iconic person? Like we know, there's Madonna, there's like you know Lady Gaga, right. there's Shania Twain. Like what? What makes uh, an icon an icon? Do you think? Like where everyone just understands like that is 
an icon, you know? Like they're so obvious, but what is it, you know? It what starts it starts with the music. I mean, you know, any of these people that we've been talking about have at one point or another on on radio or in the media have had moments that were prolific where they swamped um the uh the atmosphere they swamped your entire environment they had anthems they had you, you have to have anthems and all mm -hmm. of these artists we've been talking about have had anthems things that stick not just in your brain but in you know young people's brains old people's brains whether they like loved it or hated it they were talking about it and um you know they they had moments that added up to more than moments that added up to decades added up yeah. all of all of these all of these artists we've actually talked about even Katy Perry is going on her second decade and and people still talk about her oh my gosh look at her what did she do to her face well if we're you know even if it's negative connotation we're talking about her and that makes it you know even if it's negative, it makes it iconic, you know. They're relevant. Yep, they're relevant, whether it's negative or positive. You can say that about not just music, but you can say it about uh, actors, you can say it about politicians, yeah. um, and others, you know, the royals, you know, they become iconic, whether we want them to be or not, actually. I thought Brexit was <laughs> I mean, look at Taylor Swift, she's an icon, yeah. but do we want her to be? Yeah. Every year, hearing over updates. <laughs> so uh, I think I guess we're uh, starting to circle back to the end of our goal. Well, we got about ten more minutes uh, to talk. So, with that said, uh, I did want to then, you know, ask on on this note of Taylor Swift and on you know we talked about female queer icons. Uh, what about a straight male one? Lil Nas X was previously one that was. Um, now someone that's become a lot more you know prominent and we need more malort for this discussion okay let's do another one yeah i think well i love i Wait, so is the question what was the first statement that convinced that you were gay for those who are listening uh timmy just um um well, it takes me a minute because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wait, what was my question? I don't know. I don't know who I don't. Oh, oh yeah. My question was clarifying your question. What, what, what was your question? Well, you know, we talked about Elton John, but Elton John is is male, but he's a queen. <laughs> and you yeah. even say that to you. Um, so, so I, you know, Ricky I think Martin the, came out eventually. Well, don't they always eventually come out? Yeah. I mean, we don't have many in the rap community. We don't have many in the Bobby rap community. We don't have very much in the Latinx community, to my knowledge. Well, because, you know, when straight guys get together in their party uh, and forties, you know, they don't want to, they're like, oh, listen to this guy, he's gay. Yeah. You know, they want to listen to they they want to be macho. They want to, you know. That's still it, that's pervasive today, you know, to a certain extent. It's not as I don't think straight. I don't think straight guys are are iconic. I mean, 
They don't sit around and listen to Elton John. <laughs> they don't have the same pull. They don't have, like, no one wants to sit and hear a fucking straight guy sing when you could, if I could pick, but that's not the audience. Mm. I'm talking about, like, am I, an, any male straight pop singer, Lady Gaga? Yeah. Come on. Who are you going to go see in concert? They're all gay. Aaron Chalk? Just kidding. Who's that? Who? Who? The, they were a I feel like an owl kidding. over here. Aaron Chalk? <laughs> Not familiar <laughs> with his work. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Today I learned that Calvin Klein. And he's doing another hit of Malort Poppers. As Jockstrap on sale. Malort kind of smells like a Jockstrap. In a good way. But that could be a good thing. Uh, well, you can be the judge when we take you to Chicago for the first time. All of mine smell good. The ones that are in the drawer and the ones that are in the hamper. <laughs> so much for the jock strap that you gave to me the other year. I only wore it for like, you know, five or six weeks without washing. And then I wore it to kickball. That's going to be the other podcast, you know, banter. That's the, that's the after hours edition, yeah. <laughs> banter, after banter. After banter hours, we are desperately trying to get sponsored by Tommy John. That's our goal. That's our end goal with this podcast. <laughs> um, no, straight. You know, I nothing pops in my head. Yeah, and nothing really pops in my head. I don't think they're rushing to to you know be allies, but I don't necessarily think that you know you you will hear straight artists. And not just music actors. There's allies, but it's not like they're rushing to, you know, you know, push. You know, they're not going to be the grand marshal of a gay pride parade anytime soon. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's not gay until you have a tick in your mouth, basically. So yeah. until you're willing and, to admit, and when you admit that a mouth, mouth, no matter you know what, right, man? This month by Calvin Klein, Dick for men. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And take your dick tax, which we call prep in the gay community. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> or Truvada, So, uh, yeah, just to, just, just to wrap up this episode, um, since we're now, you know, veering into our toxic masculinity version of talking about sex, uh, I, I appreciate you all so much for having your perspective on this. And there's so many different ways in which we can slice and dice this. I think the most important part of what we're talking about is we are acknowledging how relevant and prominent queerness has been in music from the very beginning and through the decades and in music videos and amongst the people that appreciate them, you know, generations that come before and that come after. Even my dad, who just recently was, you know, willing to tell me that he was interested in going to a drag show. When I heard him play Eurythmics for the first time in, you know, the 90s, he would tell me about how he would jam out to Sweet Dreams are made of these in 1982 in the UK. And I'm like, yeah, dad. And who were you to disagree? Period. <laughs> that was good. Yes, I got a question. I've got a topic. We got four minutes left. I want everyone to name who they think is the mod, like who is the newest icon that you know of. Like who are the modern day icons? 
don't say Taylor Swift and all that. Like, wow. who are some up and comers? I think Rizzo. 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 What, what did you call it? Then, then also, yeah, I was just saying, the, the, for the gay, for the gay men, especially within the Latino black other community. He's so funny, too. Uh, there was. Hilarious, too. Um, Personally, Lizzo is working on it. She's she's bubbling under. Per- personally, there's also the individuals who do drag, the individuals who are trans. Yes, people like RuPaul, people like. Um, but RuPaul's been an icon since the nineties. You know? Yeah, who was the one though that was, just, uh, was Kim uh, Kim Petras, the trans woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, Kim Petras, oh, yeah, for sure. She needs she needs some more big hits though. That's what I was saying earlier. To be to, to to become an icon, you've got to stay. Mm. You've got to stay. I'm not saying she's that she's, she's not making. Yeah, she. Yeah, we, every you know, add, add her to the mix. But uh, to, to be an icon, you need some staying power there. You need to be. We need to be talking about you more than just a duet with Sam Smith. Yeah. We need. We need. I need to hear more. But that was big. That was big. But you know who calls anyone hit wonder an icon? So that that I'm not saying I'm not saying that I, I think she's awesome. She's cool. I've heard her speak. Uh, she's she's great. She's amazing. I want her to do her art more, and I want it to be big, and I want it to to make a difference. I love that. I love that. Also, fun fact: my cousin is her agent. Shout out to Ria, my cousin Ria. Yeah, she was. Well, LA. where's her, you know, appearance that Bobby loves on Saturday? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll bring them up to Uncle and Argus on. Tell her she needs to come and do some karaoke, and then, then they'll be like, "Oh, she's an icon." <laughs> Let's kick it over to you two, and then we can wrap it up. We have one minute and fifty-three seconds left. My dog's like, um, something's wrong. Who are our icons? Who do you think? Well, I, I said Lil Nas. Oh, you said Lil Nas. Uh, 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 uh. uh, uh. I'm nervous. I don't know. Um, by your own uh, what about? Oh, Megan D. Stallion. Megan D. Stallion for sure. Okay. Is it the sluttiness oh. or the dancing? Yes, yeah. it's all the I love all three. And she's just powerful, you know. True. Dominant. It's the, it's the assertiveness. I, she's I got have, better bars than Nikki. I'm sorry. I, well, I, I got to be careful there. Nikki's, uh, that's not fair. Let's not pit them against each other. Next episode. They're both yeah. great. Let's put that out. But, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah. a tech, relevant tech, tech, tech. question. This is the last question. Okay. Song of the summer. This, this, what, what? Hate to say it, but stupid Param Param by Kylie. I don't like that, but go on. Next. Kylie Minogue. Okay, next. It's fairly summer. I don't know. I need to let it marinate. I need to let it marinate. All right. Well, that will be our next. Maybe unholy was the song of the, the spring. Song? Unholy was the song of the spring. So, what will be the song of the summer? Padam, padam, padam. And with that, we have less than a minute left. If I haven't shaken my ass to it, how can I know? <laughs> Thank you for listening, all of you. Happy Pride. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks so much for listening. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. One Happy last Pride, bitches. One last sniff of uh, poppers for screaming over here. I'm ready. <laughs>